Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, founder and owner of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. I have again with me Isaiah Chast, our founding agent. Isaiah, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Episode five coming to you. Episode five. So this is kind of like a, 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 an important episode. I consider this an important episode, um, sort of a, a personal topic that's important to me right now. And if you've been around our office like the last month, you've heard me talk about this a lot. Uh, and it's it's about Wall Street is coming for your home. And uh, uh, so uh, what we're going to talk about today is about lack of inventory. And uh, in the last episode, we talked about uh, what's going on in the market and seeing prices drop and things of that nature and about opportunities that are going to be available. Um, um, but also who sees those opportunities is Wall Street. They know that uh, that uh, that uh, they're going to come after single-family residences as the market drops. And they've been doing that for years, and that trend uh, continued at the beginning of COVID. Uh, they, uh, Wall Street really started buying up single-family homes, condos, kind of just every sector of, of the housing market that way. Um, Warren Buffett uh, recently increased his holdings in, in new uh, mobile home, pre-manufactured homes, home builders also increased his share in Clayton homes, which I think is responsible for like 5% of the new homes being built in the United States. Um, you have the Blackstone group. They just raised $60 billion to buy up single family homes in this downturn that they anticipate is coming up in the next couple of years. Jeff Bezos, um, just announced about a month ago, a new startup called arrive, which allows people to, um, invest anywhere from, I think a hundred to $10,000 into this fund. And then they go around and they purchase uh, single-family homes and turn, in, turn them into vacation rentals, and then you get a rate of return on what you've invested that way. Um, uh, Isaiah, well, what about Adam Newman? What's he been doing? Yeah, Adam Newman, who, if you don't know, formerly uh, WeWork, uh, CEO of that, uh, he has a, a new company coming. It's still a little vague what they specifically do. Uh, that being said, it's called Flow. Uh, what they're doing is investing in major metropolitan areas, Nashville, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta. And uh, what they're doing is buying majority stakes in residential buildings, some 4,000 plus units. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. We just mentioned five major or four or five major key players, but there are others out there. Yep. And this is just the beginning of big Wall Street players getting in the residential market. Yep, exactly. And, and so like, why are they getting in this residential market? And we've, we've talked about this in the past is that we have a huge lack of inventory locally, regionally, nationally. I mean, we've talked about this in the past, but somewhere between two to seven million homes need to be built in the United States. Um, probably closer to seven million is the accurate number. And because we have this, this huge uh, need for building homes, um, investing in real estate, investing in single family homes, it's a really safe asset class to invest in. It's kind of double-edged sword, you know, on the good side, why are they investing in real estate? Because right. it's so safe. On the bad side, why are they investing in real estate? Because it's so safe. They're coming after your home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And and what scares me so much is that every time I see a, a post on social media about a new development, a new home going in, something of that nature, there's so much negative talk. Oh, it needs more trees. It should be smaller. It's going to cause traffic and, 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 you know, all those inconveniences. And they're totally right. They're totally right. When you build more homes, <laughs> there, there are inconveniences. It's going to increase traffic. You probably aren't going to like everything about the development, things of that nature. But what scares me so much is that so many local projects don't get built because of the, 
the local atmosphere and, and people are allowed to kill these projects or just make them financially unfeasible, that they just keep you know increasing the cost to the builder until the builder throws up their hands and says it's no longer worth it. And great, you've won in the sense that, that you've protected the, the, the increase in traffic in your neighborhood or whatnot. But again, you've empowered Wall Street at this point to to come after that. So I hope you take that into perspective. That when when we look at like these these local building projects, that realize that it's not only for to provide people you know places to live, but it, it's it's to continue the the American dream that way. Um, you know, uh, at one point, just a few years ago, corporate America owned about one in four homes in the United States. Now it's one in three. And, and what I get concerned about is this, is this trend continues, and it's going to, is that what happens when Wall Street owns the majority of, of single-family homes and residences in the United States? They're going to have even more reason to control the inventory at that point. And I just don't see them building more at that point. I see them controlling and building less because they want to protect their asset class. On top of that, too, when, when uh, corporate America owns the majority stake of residential real estate, then it starts acting like the stock market. And, you know, the reason uh, real estate, or specifically uh, residential real estate right now is so safe is because you have emotion involved. Right. When there's emotion involved, people, they don't just, you know, take a 15, 20% price reduction off the top right away because they've, that's their, their family home. That's where they grew up. Now, when you have investors involved and people acting uh, the way they do when it they do in in Wall Street, is they'll just take that price reduction. They'll take the cut. And then uh, across the big picture, the the real estate market starts acting um, like the stock market, you know, up yeah, and down. You're exactly right. It becomes much more volatile that way. And again, just because like when you're dealing with someone that lives in their home, they love it, they, and, and that's their nest egg, they're not going to reduce the price like that, like a 10% price reduction to right. get it sold. Well, you have that investor that's totally emotionless, and they will. So you're going to see the, the, mar- the, the housing market react, just like you said, more to the stock market that way. And, and so, again... Uh, the only way I see out of this is to build. And that means build affordable homes, build mini mansions, build mansions. I mean, every segment of the market needs to be built. And we just we, we need to to have more inventory. And I understand it's going to come at an inconvenience for some neighbor with a granny unit looking in your backyard or something of that nature. And and it's not uh, uh, it's an inconvenience. But it's going to be a bigger inconvenience when your neighborhood is owned by Wall Street. And, and I implore people to, to consider this when, when you're talking about housing developments. And, I, and again, I understand the inconvenience, but realize that you're really empowering Wall Street at this point. And, and they are going to continue this trend that way. And it is important to go back to what you just said about building in every uh, sector of the market. Because like you said before, when that $500,000 buyer doesn't have a home to move into the $750,000 buyer. Exactly. It, it goes down the line. No one can move up if there's not the next home for the next price range to move to. So, right. you know, it's not just building the affordable homes. I was, I mean, I was looking at a, uh, the kind of soft topic, but I was looking at an article um, about affordable housing going in, in San Francisco and per unit, they're looking at $1.2 million right. to build. Yeah, wow. Yep. And, and that's and so again, like why we have to build all over is people will get priced out of San Francisco and then they'll come up to Sonoma County, which is what the trend's been, and and they'll start making our market more competitive. Then people will get priced out of here, and, and so it just continues. So again, like we need to build, build, build all over nationally, California, and and just different types of homes that way. I mean, what is, what does home ownership look like in ten years or twenty years right now if if we don't increase our our building that way? I mean, I think you know again the the American. Dreams already kind of been stepped on in recent decades, and and but 
still for so many people, uh, their their house is their nest egg. They're, it's that biggest investment. And what happens when 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 again this is already being threatened, but when people can't can't uh, buy a home, what happens to the middle class at that point? And so uh, again, I, I hope people will take this podcast uh, into consideration when they're talking about future developments and realize that that big picture here, it's really important to build homes right now. So, mm-hmm. and if you don't agree with us, come talk to us about it. But if you do agree with us, when you're sitting down with your friends, talk to them about it. When people bring up that topic, yes. say say the truth. Don't just let it go by because that's what happens when when no one understands what's happening. Then that that's what's going to end up happening in, in 10 years if, if people don't voice out and, and educate the people that aren't educated on it. No, it's a very important, the messaging needs to get out there. When I bring up this point to people who, who are very careful about building homes, they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's right. something really to, to, to factor in that way. So um, again, thank you everyone for joining us. Please hit like and subscribe. If you got something out of this, we're going to bring you future episodes with a lot of good information that way. I'm Sean Payne. This is Isaiah Chass. And again, thanks for joining us. And we'll have another podcast episode up soon. See you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.